This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. All right, it's Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer. We're live for another Law Talk. I hope you guys are having a good afternoon. Don't forget, if you haven't already, like, follow, subscribe to our content. We're available on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms, all alien platforms, everywhere uh, you can listen to us. We appreciate that, too. Please share it with all your friends, uh, assuming that you have friends. And then don't forget to follow us on TikTok. You can see Josh do all the dances. Josh the likes dances. to dance. On TikTok, the dances. That's not, that's not true. I don't dance. <laughs> if you haven't already, make sure you uh, check out NA the band. They're the local uh, group we're supporting. They have an album inside my head that's available for free. They have uh, shows going on around. Just make sure you check those guys out. They're local and most of their stuff's for free. Uh, Michelle Allen is a longtime sponsor of the show. She's your uh, go-to in the area if you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate. She'd be glad to help you out. She's also a pretty nice person. Just uh, check out Michelle Allen, Cry Like Realtor. Don't forget that high-octane martial arts has been open for 30 years. It was my first business, and it's the reason I have all these other businesses is because I learned to kick people in the throat very effectively. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com. The Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar, open seven days a week, located right off Square here in Covington. We have trivia tonight, live music Friday, Saturdays, ladies' nights on Thursdays. It's something every night. Please check us out at the Cellar. It opens at 4 p.m., uh, every day, Saturday, Sunday brunch. And then if you need help with your uh, online brand marketing, et cetera, just visit masonitemarketing.com. Uh, Josh will help you with uh, social media, website design, whatever you need. And last but not least, the Covington Comic Con returns to the Covington Square uh, August 12th and 13th. You can see uh, Budget Batman and Creepy Panda Guy and all their friends. Just go online to covingtoncomiccon.com and you can get tickets. We're still looking for a couple vendors and we got guest announcements going out now. So, with that said, how are you guys? Doing well. How about you, Jerry? Good, good. So joining me is Mr. Stephen and Clark. I remember Clark's name. I don't remember a lot of people's name, but I'll remember that. Your last name I'm not going to get, but I got the first name. All right. So, appreciate that. So welcome to the show. So guys, I don't know if Stephen told you, Clark, but generally I don't have any plan. It's just we oh, talk. Good. So the first thing I like is for you guys to sort of tell everybody who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. So why don't you tell them who you are? All right. Uh, I'm Stephen Gunther with the Memphis Brew Bus. Uh, we have the only brewery tour down in Memphis where we go and visit three local breweries every Saturday for tours, tastings, brewer talks. And uh, I brought along Clark Ortkeys, who is one of the co-founders at Crosstown Brewing and my first partner in that business. Jerry, you never forget your first. You know that. <laughs> I walked in, pitched the idea, and he's like... You had me at beer tour. Nice. So, nice. It's a lot of fun, man. But he had me at ghost tour is, uh -huh. is actually what <laughs> Oh, that was started? So, okay, so yeah. yeah, I have a pretty strong interest in, in some of the uh, the paranormal mm. and, and all that and, and UFOs and pretty much anything spooky. And cool. He wanted to talk about brew tours at the brewery, and I was like, yeah, 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 man. It, we're done. We're in. <laughs> yeah. like, like, we're done. I want to talk about ghosts. And, uh, and that's really where a lot of the friends we did – <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had a lot, a lot of the same interests. Yeah, we did a Sasquatch-based beer, and Stephen was our expert, so we brought him out, and he had his little scat bag with his, with his tongs. <laughs> Got my samples. You know, his fur samples. 
There, there's a not to get on a sidetrack already, but you just made me you think said of there something. was no rules. There's, there's true. There's not right. any. Uh, my wife and I. So my wife's a big Bigfoot person. Okay. Uh, if, if there's such a thing, fan. Oh, um, sure. She's big into the. She's into the cryptozoology stuff. Big. Like she oh. goes down the whole all that stuff. The paranormal. The aliens. The alternative. Uh, just all kinds of stuff. So she's all into that, and we have interesting discussions about it. And I'm not not into it. But I'm much more, I shouldn't say logic-based and not and act like my wife's not, but you know what I mean. Anyway, we were watching this show on Amazon. It was a Bigfoot documentary. You may have seen it. But it looks like they're following this crazy cat that's all into Bigfoot and has lost his businesses all his way. And the whole, the whole thing seems to be going that route, right? Because he claims he saw Bigfoot one time. Well, anyway, towards the end, him and this buddy of his put this tracker in a uh, with some food in a like a, a plastic tub and just leave it out in the hopes that big the Bigfoot will get it eat it and then they'll track him. Well, sure enough, the Solid next morning, plan, by the way, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I thought, but <laughs> right. actually, uh, they end up the the tracker gets to moving like so fast the human couldn't move on the mountain. So they knew some some animal had gotten it right. So they're trying to track it up this mountain. Well, finally, the tracker stops moving and they find scat. It's where the animal has now defecated the, the tracker. They find the tracker, and they collect some of the scat. Well, so in the beginning of the show, they'd gone to this biologist who didn't even want to talk to him. Once they found out they were into Bigfoot and all these, he didn't want to talk to him. So they send the sample to the guy anyway, who agrees to send it off to some lab for testing. And next thing you know, they call him and the guy that tested it want to meet with them. And they go in there, and they... They just wouldn't, they wouldn't, it was clear it had to have been something. They tried to say maybe it was an undiscovered uh, group of uh, small humans, like pygmy humans, that it had like human DNA in it. Like, like but hobbits. It, yeah, yeah hobbits. maybe, maybe yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. But they wouldn't just come out, that was more plausible then than it was a Bigfoot, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it was one of the most compelling documentaries I'd seen that might have actually had some solid evidence of Bigfoot. It was very interesting. One of them, it just turned out to be the whole Bigfoot attack was a cover story for the the weed industry. They were killing each other, like, on top of the mountain over these, like, blood feuds over the the property rights. Nice. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that one. Murder Mountain. I think that's what that one is. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to get you the name of this one because it was uh, it was actually compelling. And right. normally, I watch, my wife likes, uh, what's the digging show that's uh, always on TV? Oh, the Oak Island. Oak one. Island. Yeah. She likes all that stuff. And they don't, you know, they don't ever find, well, they, don't, they find pieces of stuff. Right. And I'm like, come on, man. Like every time we watch it, the deal is like I get a head rub if we got to watch the show because it's a waste right. of my time. No offense to the Oak yeah, Island. It's the people. imagination. That's yeah. that's why those things like every time you watch, if you're curious that way, like Stephen, one of my favorite things about Stephen's perspective is Stephen loves it. No matter how ridiculous you get, like mm-hmm. Stephen's into it. He's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, like I want to hear the story. Yeah, some of it's worth just the entire shock value of the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's such a bizarre world that that people that like us that enjoy it like but that show you're t- they've been digging with that big equipment all these years yeah. whatever like how many seasons it's been on it's like 10 seasons yeah i've seen guys at the beach with a metal detector come up with more than <laughs> yeah, that right yeah, i mean I know, I know. 49 hey they're making cash though man they're making cash i guess so talking about that what what are y'all is this a local beer that you're drinking it is this is our beer we make oh sweet yeah, cross Brewing company in memphis so um, you're a part of that yeah i'm one of the founders uh we started basically out of my backyard uh my partner will and i were home brewers and getting way into it and they were in memphis if you're the cross down tower is this old it was an old sears building so it's got this seven story tower old uh-huh. gothic architecture it's really cool um it was right by my house in my backyard we're looking up and we're like man they're going to redevelop my building we should put a brewery in there and it was kind of like a dare you not to do it we're hyper competitive he's like i bet you won't I was like, i'll draw up a business plan, <laughs> awesome man. Like, awesome we'll, we'll do it 
Um, so yeah, that was all probably seven years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, we opened five years ago um, at the Crosstown Concourse. We've expanded our distribution into the three states. So we've got Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi, and uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff at the tap room all the time, cranking out new beers. And, nice. Uh, I didn't realize that. Well, you know what? If you brought another one, I'm going to drink it. I'll get you one. I didn't realize it was Literally yours. Come up here. I'm going to yeah. drink. I'm going to taste some of it. Yeah, I, tra- I travel with the cooler. It. What's your uh, What's your general beer preference? Uh, bourbon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink beer. It's serious. I, I okay. drink. I drink bourbon. I drink bourbon kind of like water, though. So, but craft beer is so different. And that's why I wanted, uh, one of the reasons we yeah, wanted to start. I drink the tour. a fair amount of bourbon myself. I okay. don't. I don't have to be so specific. <laughs> I'm pretty open minded. It starts with B. It's for that's, me. That's right. Lucky Chompers. That's our Hellas Lager. So it's just a nice light German style lager. Oh, well, then I'll probably like. I like. So if I did drink beer, it's usually like Coronas and stuff. There you go. That so, should be right up your yeah. alley. Yeah, that that should be right. Mr. Engineer, you want to want to try one of the you thirsty, beers? Josh? Uh, sure, I'll take one. Right. I'll take a, a light I didn't one, think you would beer. say no from behind the curtain. It's good right there. It's good. You know, and unlike some beers, I don't suddenly need to wear a dress or anything. <laughs> I'm not touching that. It was one. a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> We're just letting that lie yeah, right on the dangerous table. Dangerous in the beer industry right now, isn't it? Uh, no. Well, hey, man. You know what? Here's this is a side note. Okay, I want to talk about your company. I'm very interested in this, by the way. Me and my, so we have the seller, which you'll see in a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my business partners and I have been talking. I am super into bird bourbon, like deep. Like I just went, I just got back from Kentucky, and I got certified as an executive bourbon steward, which is kind of like a sommelier with bourbon. And like I, I had been training for it by doing these uh, blind flights, and I had in over six weeks, uh, twice a week, I still had a hundred percent win rate on like identifying the bourbons, which wow. is, shows I'm an alcoholic, I guess. But anyway, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm big into the yeah. bourbons. But anyway, my business partners and I have been talking about doing a distillery for bourbon, but not doing it where we immediately do the cost on the distillery, but doing where you kind of pick some barrels, bottle them yourself, and then sell your bourbon. Mm-hmm. But what I'm interested in, and we may or may not talk about this on the air, is uh, Tennessee is so jacked up with its liquor laws. Mm-hmm. And so beer may be a little different, but... I have, uh, we have at the cellar a uh, uh, drink by the drink permit, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can sell uh, liquor yep. and beer by the drink. And, gonna, and so, yep. yeah, and so I'm not sure we can then also get one where we do distribution. Now, I'm not on the liquor license. My other two partners are. So we wondered if maybe that saved me and maybe I, I could do I don't think it. it's going to. Because yeah. when you generally, when you're applying for those licenses with the state, you're pulling... All, like all of the ownership has to. That's it's, what it's I a thought. Pretty deep dive. Yeah, I haven't. For, for I, see, I, I'm a criminal lawyer, and I, okay. I do some business law, but I haven't gotten into that for myself yet. Like mm-hmm. I would a client, I needed to spend an, an afternoon mm-hmm. down the hole there. But anyway, um, so tell me a little more about like where did Crosstown come from? Is it because where it's at? It is. I mean, like I said, we were in my backyard. Kind of, it was this whole. It was really neat. It was a urban revitalization project that was led by. Uh, an artist, an, really an art professor, really, Todd Richardson, who still uh, is the head of the Crosstown Concourse. And at the time, he was pushing the idea of a development that was going to be based, it was to be different. I mean, it was mixed use. I mean, there's there's retail on the ground floor. There's, you know, office space in the middle and residential on the top floor. So that's traditional, but their tenant mix has been really different. They had, they've had a mission to focus on the arts, education, and healthcare since day one. And so the Church Health Center, who helps provide it's kind of makeshift insurance for the I'm working very, poor. I'm familiar with They're it. They're fantastic. Great. I used to have it. Did you? Back uh, when I was it, it comes pre-lawyer handy. poor, I had it. Yep, and yeah. we've had servers that have had it too, and it's it's a great thing and great people. Uh, and, and Dr. Scott Morris is fantastic. So, um, And lots of other medically-oriented uh, tenants that are over there. Um, then educationally, like Teach for America is at offices there and um, Teach Tennessee and, and so many groups. And so um, 
and, and then the arts has been really the third component that's been awesome. So they have Crosstown Arts, which has its own, there's art gallery on the premises, which changes quarterly. Um, they have a, a music space they call the Green Room. And so all these kind of community of people, we have doctors and musicians, and they kind of tend to float down towards the tap room and have a beer, and we get to talk about that. Um, it's been, that was the dream, and that's kind of actually how it's, that's kind of how it's played out. How has it been for you, and I want to go to y'all's uh, sort of pub crawl thing you do too, but I, I'm just so familiar with this with pieces of this. So this whole industry to me is like, here's how it was with law. When I got into legal practice, um, it wasn't that I thought I was smarter than everybody else, but I did have an idea that I would have, was a better marketer than everybody else. And when I got into it, there were certain questions I had that I would ask lawyers because it was like a puzzle. I kind of saw the outline of the the puzzle, like, but I had, it was missing pieces to it. So I was trying to get those pieces. Well, getting into this industry, whether it be bourbon or, or even beer or even in uh, hospitality with a restaurant, it's the same thing. Like there's this big piece of the of this puzzle, and I see majority of it, but there's pieces missing. So what I'm getting at is, like until we had the restaurant, I didn't know that at the restaurant, state law won't let me just sell whatever I want to sell from whoever I want to. It has to come from my distributors. So have you got it set up where I could purchase this through a distributor? Yeah, to we're sell? distributed through um, Clark. Uh, Clark. Okay, well then we could get it then. Yeah, well, we, we yeah. need to carry it then. You absolutely should. Yeah, I would love to. And then I would love for that to tie into what we were talking about potentially doing is maybe something this area together on a haunted tour slash pub crawl slash bourbon tasting slash all of it. We had all kinds of ideas. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. We talked about maybe doing a special uh, dinner there. Mm -hmm. We have a kind of a curated menu, and we can share a little bit with you know, some beer pairings that uh, Clark could do, you with your new bourbon knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, those two go really well together. And then this is what I think is really great. I didn't tell you about yet. You need to tell me about Boris. Now we're going to put the two together. We do have a bourbon barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout called Boris. So the beer, before it even goes into the bourbon barrel, is... 9% and it gets a little barrel creep. It gets, we try to keep it just as much below the legal threshold as we can uh, without getting a distiller's license. <laughs> uh, and then, so, so you really get like the beer itself has its own alcohol. So there's tons of booze and then the bourbon notes that creep in, they're not always like what you think of as like just ethanol. They're not hot and burning. Uh, a lot of times they're, uh, they're caramelly. They can be sweet. They can mm -hmm. be coconut. Coconut's a big one that I can get. Uh, vanilla. There's mm -hmm. lots of vanillins that are in there. And it's right on the end. It's such a nice yeah. drinking beer. It's like a, a real, like a sipping beer. And what's that called, you said? Boris. Boris. Yeah. I'd like to try that. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's really good. Yep. But that the finish that you get, like I just like to drink that at home, like at the end mm -hmm. of the night. And so it's, it's clean, clean If taste. we wanted to really be cutting edge and stretch me, this is not, not, it's not a thing I've done before, but there are beer and bourbon pairings. And you can sit down and you can actually work on which is the best beer and, and bourbon to drink together, which would be a big stretch for me, but I'd be interested in tackling that problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to whatever, because okay. what we found at the restaurant is, uh, and you may have found this too, you have some people that are very passionate about beers, and they'll, they prefer local beer and to try what the local beer is yep. that you have. And, uh, you know, you have a competitor that we have uh, there pretty regular that people ask for because it's considered local. And then you'll have people like me that are bourbon guys. Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't really ever even look at the beer menu personally. I look at what bourbons they have. And there's a couple of questions I'll ask if I go someplace and can quickly assess whether they have what I consider good bourbons or not uh -huh. based on a couple of the carry, the couple that they may have. Um, anyway, so there are some, though, that are, are very adventurous and are probably open to whatever. We, we just met, um, and this, this all spawned off of our email together. I met with a chocolatier, a local chocolatier from Tipton County, and he's actually 15. Okay. And he's got a, uh, in Munford they've opened, he's, he's already trained by like this master chocolatier out of Sweden or something. 
I don't know. It's good stuff. He knows what he's doing, it seems like. And uh, super aggressive. And they came to us about maybe providing uh, some chocolates to pair with the bourbons. And you can do that with beer, too. You know, you can do pairings all different ways. So what I like is the idea of all these moving pieces locally supporting each other. You know, you you guys come here and show us uh, what you got. Move maybe go there some. Show you what we got. You could always have Budget Batman drinking your beer on your uh, your ride. Right. <laughs> we do a pub crawl with Budget Batman. That'd maybe. be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. We could do it all day. Budget Batman gets better the more he drinks. We'll put put him on the bat bus. <laughs> yeah, drive, yeah. Drive around. Uh, do that. Tell us a little more more about that. So, what if they want information on how to do these? And I keep calling them pub crawls. What'd you call them? Uh, what we're talking about today is the Memphis Brew Bus. This is yeah. our beer tour. We do okay. it during the day. Memphis Everything Brew else, bus. as you know, we're nocturnal. We're out at night usually yeah, yeah. on our on our ghost tours. But a few years ago, we were thinking, you know, what can what else can we expand into? What assets do we have? Well, we got a bus and a ticketing system. I used to homebrew. Like I'm a beer guy. Mm-hmm. I, I just love the variety that you can get today. Different flavors and styles and, and, and different uh, types of nationality origins and things and it's just such a wide open and like varied canvas once you get into the craft beer thing and so i thought well shoot let's do a beer tour it's just spirits of another kind we do the ghosts at night and we do the liquid spirits during the day and uh so on saturdays at two o'clock we pile in the bus and we visit three local breweries crosstown's always our our lead off one as as our uh, initial partner and one of my favorites uh, we visit them, we get behind the scenes tours, each of the brewers like Clark or at the other places also talk about what makes them different, what makes them mm-hmm. special. Each one sort of has a niche. Maybe this one does more IPAs, this one does more sours, mm-hmm. different things. So each one and each brewer slash owner uh, kind of has their own style that they bring to it. And, and so we rotate the various breweries. And uh, to your point earlier, there is a whole class of travel that just love Epicurean or drink experiences. Mm-hmm. And there's an app, there's a beer app, people have it on the bus all the time and they just mark down all the beers they've had across the country, mm-hmm. you can kind of track it. So we just wanted to tap into that culture where they wanted something that was you know, craft or boutique that they can't get at home maybe if they're mm-hmm. outside of the local distribution. But you know, uh, where I'm from, Southern California, there's a bunch of them. Oregon, mm-hmm. Asheville, North Carolina, there's a lot of beer tours but no one had one in Memphis because I, the craft beer scene was really just starting to grow. Now it's really flourishing. But I think when we started, what you were the what, third? Fourth? We were sixth. sixth. And I think there's 12 now. The new one, there's, they're, they're a, there's, a, there's a Nano on Cooper that I think makes 13. Okay, but that's the real, that's a boutique. Is it easier scenario. for that than for the burp? Because, you know, you got Old Dominic mm-hmm. is really the only one I know that does a It's, a, a it's immeasurably easier to start a brewery than a distillery. I mean, it depends on your scale, but if mm-hmm. you're at any kind of scale that you would think of, like mm-hmm. I think like you're talking about with barrels is a much. Well, we're talking about fun. We're talking about building a brand, yes. really. We will get quality bourbon yep. from Kentucky, bottle it ourselves, sell it ourselves and off that revenue use that revenue to fund the growth of an actual functioning distillery moving towards that as a goal correct that was kind of the idea and we're open the benefit is the partners that i use we have several businesses where none of us are it's not that we have money it's not that we're rich it's Mm -hmm. that we have other jobs that you know pay my light bill yeah right so i don't need money from that investment i need that investment to grow to Mm -hmm. make me money when i Right. Don't have that job to make pay my light bill, yep. so so that helps when you're you're unified on that front on mm-hmm. something like that. But I was interested specifically in the bourbon. Uh, my partner Brian, speaking of that, uh, Josh, text Brian that 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 he, that they're here. He if he had known we had a uh, the Crosstown Brewery, he would be here drinking all of the the beer. <laughs> 
my partner's a huge beer guy. Okay. Yeah, he's not a bourbon guy. He loves, right. and he's a, he he brews himself too. Mm-hmm. He he likes to make uh, German. I don't know what you call it. Is it IPAs or right, lagers? Probably something like that. Yeah, he make, he likes to make his own German beer. But anyway, let him know they're here and tell him he's got to hurry up because I got to leave soon. But if he okay. wants to meet them, he can come on in here. Um. Anyway, that's that's very interesting. Uh, oh, there's something to make me think of, uh, and I just want to brainstorm this with you guys. So when I was in Kentucky, you know they had the Kentucky Bourbon Trail genius marketing idea mm-hmm. so and i fell right into it so you buy the little book for six bucks you go around each uh distillery's got their own stamp you go in and get your stamp and then i have a i always buy if they have any bottle i can only get there i buy that and then uh, i always buy a glencairn glass with their logo on it and have this collection anyway so that was the focus for my and then my wife and i and i are already planning to go back specifically to hit the ones we didn't hit on the book before there's no reason why we can't have something similar around here mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be specific to just beer or bourbon, but could be more like... Well, there is a Tennessee Ale Trail. It, what is it? Tennessee, L- Tennessee Ale Trail. Ale Trail. Yeah, for the breweries. Okay, uh, I didn't yeah, know that. It's, uh, that's good. Really? I'm, yeah, I, so I'm on the board for the Tennessee Craft Brewers Guild, and that's an initiative that they tracked down and made mm-hmm. a thing, and they're pushing it, and... I think there's 70 breweries probably plus. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, what happens so if they visit them? Do y'all stamps, stamps and stuff? And Same thing. Deal. Very similar program. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, I was thinking of something. That's you why know, I was thinking a along. Discount. Like, the, I think there's a 10 percent discount that comes with it. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the discount becomes inco- inconsequential. These people like. Same oh, thing. Oh, like like, I, I like Steve's talking about, like mm-hmm. you know, bringing these eight to, to 20 groups in that come in, like. Nobody that comes to our brewery is more engaged than the people that are in the middle of this tour. Like yes. they want to buy T-shirts, they have to buy in beer to go. Like like it's super hyper engagement. Yeah, so it's we huge, do on a, on a local small level at the cellar. We have a bourbon card. We also okay. have a wine card. Right. And originally the idea was the same thing the flying saucer does with the saucers. So we had like twenty bourbons on there, and when they get it completed, they get a custom Glencairn glass with their name on it. It cost me. I don't know, I think 12 or 13 bucks. They've more than paid for it. By, so, yeah, I wish a lot of other people would realize the marketing value of offering those kind of things together. But it'd be cool if we were able to come up with some unified thing where you get this experience and you get this experience, you know, and you get these different experiences somehow, and there's a benefit to the uh, the person who participates in them. Because cross-marketing is a way to – that's what you're doing now. It's a sure. way to benefit from each other's market share. Right, everybody's got their own little area of expertise, and mm-hmm. we can overlap and help each other. Uh, I think that's the key. But uh, as you were saying, though, it's it just those type of tours, and you used the word we used all the way up here, experience. Mm-hmm. It's We don't do tours anymore. We do haunted experiences. Mm-hmm. We do craft beer experiences. It's got to be better than or bigger than the sum of the parts, if you will. It's got to be more than just... You know, we get a phone call, well, how much beer is it? Okay, you're, you're not our customer. This is mm-hmm. not the Red Solo Cup tour. Mm-hmm. You know, this is for craft brewers. Um, but I think that that segment is going to continue to grow That for people that want not just a beer, but they want to talk to the brewer. Why is it different? Mm-hmm. You know, check it off their list. Maybe try the three different IPAs that they've got, you know, to see how each one's different. The same they, way that they would with bourbon. Mm-hmm. And I think you can extend that, as you said, to any type of what I would consider Epicurean, whether it's dinner, chocolates, but a whole thing that's better i mean some of the best meals i've ever had just across the world i've traveled a lot worked for some international companies it's not just the food it's the company it's the experience i was at a steakhouse in dallas one time and uh well-known one the guy came i said you know we cook these at 1600 degrees we're like you kidding me come on back i get the kitchen tour uh told us about wines of texas and we're laughing we're from california Mm -hmm. then our other friend was from uh 
Canada, Montreal, for mm. French Canadian. So we're all kind of like Texas wine, seriously. It was great. Then he came out at the end and he had cigars and he twisted out the cedar, lit the cedar, made like a torch, lit our cigars. It was more than the conversation, mm -hmm. more than the food. Like that is one of the best evenings I had. I think that's the type of person that we're looking uh, that's a craft beer person across town. Maybe have a bourbon experience at the cellar and take our tour on the on the brew bus and experience that. That's the sort of clientele and experience you know that we're focused on delivering and and figuring out how to expand that. Because mm -hmm. I know when I travel, that's what I'm looking for. Something yeah, unusual. And, and and I think sometimes there are hidden benefits to doing those different experiences. Like for instance, I've done a wine. I don't like wine either. Um, hey, I, I actually one, like one beer. Pony man. I, 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 man, <laughs> look, I'm I, I'm just a grown grown a dude and like i like what i like i, I respect that other people like other stuff but like it just right. is what it is um I'll i mean i'll, I'll be I, drinking a white claw on the golf course sometimes <laughs> man I got, I got things going on i got a story on white claw that I'm about. <laughs> anyway, i didn't even realize they had alcohol i made a mistake with them anyway uh what was i gonna say oh yeah i drink wine right so I, I i did a wine flight and um there was experiences in the interaction with the other people there and then there's lessons i learned that i didn't know about how wine was done so even though I'm not a fan of necessarily the wine itself, the whole experience was worth the price of admission, you know? Exactly. So, and that's why when we went to Kentucky, we did three paid tours. Now we made the mistake of doing them all the same day back to back and I almost got kicked out of Old Forrester. <laughs> and then I was with my business partner, James, and he was lit too. And so we were late to Old Forrester and this little dweeby tour guide was like, I, uh, we just got there and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, man, we were running behind. They said, come on down, it's like 12.05. Anyway, the little guy goes, I lean over to say something to James, and the tour guy goes, excuse me, sir, is there a problem? Is there a problem? We have a problem here? And I was like, and James is going, whip his ass. He's like, whip his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a little lit. And then my old school Jerry Mason would have whipped his ass. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, uh, sorry, I don't mean any offense, sir. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, like, uh, we were a little warmed up. But it was a great experience, the whole thing. The, the tastings right. were all different. You're right. Even though there were three distilleries the same day, each one of them was unique in something that they had. Right. They have a story. Yeah. So um, I highly recommend that people do those. And I'd be, I'd be interested in doing the, the tours and whatnot, the, the tasting flights and everything, even with Crosstown or otherwise. I'm open to that. It's just right now I'm so deep in that bourbon stuff that tends to be my focus. We'll wait till you come out of the barrel, and we'll get you into the beer. Game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, to a certain degree, I've avoided bourbon snobbery because the last time I got into a spirit to that degree, it was beer. It turned and, into and this happened. <laughs> yeah. and, and to be honest with you, like I love beer in a way that I, you just, especially making it now. Yeah. But my enjoyment of it has shifted. Like I play a lot more golf than I used to. Like homebrewing was an escape, and now I need an escape from the escape. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I have this like fear with bourbon, and I like I really try not to learn. I just try to know what I like yeah. and trust my friends. That you know, know that's a good stuff, point you, you say know? that though because I just, I just want to enjoy it and just yeah, you're looking yeah. in the just rabbit be, hole, but be, you're not yeah, going just in. be yeah. dumb. But mm, that's that's just delicious. That's <laughs> a very good observation. You know? you know that you bring that up, it makes me. It is. I just immediately shifted. Uh, I had a Freudian shift there. Because when I uh, own a martial arts school, that was the first thing I did. I uh, still do it. But when I owned, started, when I bought the place and became the instructor, all of a sudden my passion became a job. And it definitely changed the focus. For sure. And right now I'm all deep in this bourbon and like, oh, it'd be great to make this stuff and do it. But you may be right. Maybe I need to just think about it as a, enjoy it. Be an athletic supporter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm definitely that. I'm definitely that. <laughs> Yeah, so how do they get a hold of you if they're interested in uh, visiting you guys or doing the, the yeah, tour? Yeah, for us, you can go to crosstownbeer.com. 
go right to the website and our event schedule and all that. I've all seen that. it. I may have even had one before. Because I'll, I'll drink local beer. If they don't have a good bourbon option, mm-hmm. I like to try local stuff. You're slumming a little bit. Just have a little bit of beer. <laughs> not what I mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm not even snobby about it. Like, I just enjoy the, the taste snobby. of the bourbon. I'm snobby okay. about beer. Well, traffic, this it's one, fun. if I can't get to the brewery, I can buy this at Kroger, right? You can, yeah. That's, yes. that's, oh, that's, our, nice. that's our number one beer. That's the street. You can get that just about. Everybody. What's your distribution right now? How how? Yeah, Tennessee statewide, mm-hmm. uh, most of Mississippi. We go all the way to Jackson, Mississippi, and we got a little bit of uh, eastern Arkansas. Nice. Yeah, that's where we are. My yeah. uh, my wife's family's from Arkansas, and they drink a lot of beer over mm-hmm. there. Now they're kind of picky about their beer, though. Like my father-in-law brews his own beer, sometimes uh, maybe not legally, but anyway, he. He yeah, br- homebrewers are always the beer snobs. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's why yeah. they homebrew. There, but the when the he comes, ones, that's all the only way they could get good beer was yeah. to make it. Yeah, there, that, there was no good beer. That's so a good that, point. Yeah. That's a good point. Sure. Well, I like this beer. Thank like, you. I'm going to be honest. It. It's not because you're sitting here. Yeah, like Chompers. Like yeah, it. that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you should be able to get that at your Kroger. Uh, yeah, you cool. Go. I hate that Brian's not here. He'd be all about it. Yeah, I text him. He ain't no. What is the alcohol? This is 5.5%. I just don't know. What does that compare with most beers? It's a little bit higher. Um, mm-hmm. Like a, a Bud Light's coming in at five, what five flat probably. It's, our intent was for it to just kind of be in the wheelhouse. Traffic, our IPA that, that I'm drinking uh, comes in a little hotter. It's six point two, um, and truly, if that beer is better in our in our recipe formulation, like if we make it to seven point two, it is so much of a better beer. But mm-hmm. it is it, it puts it in a different price point, and it kind of makes it a different volume type mm-hmm. of beer. Because people get messed up on it too fast. Yeah, I got you. You know, but the beer would taste better, but it would be less saleable mm, if it was that. I got but, you. But in the early days in recipe formulation, we got to drink it. It was just right, and I still, I still mm. kind of miss that. So that's a weird thing of again, like we well, could always thing do that like love doing, but then when it becomes business, then it's like, well, no, there's reasons to make. You could always do like bourbon does and do like a single barrel or mm-hmm. a single, you know, like a special yeah. edition yeah. for. Oh yeah, that's people pay premium for that stuff too. We do. There's a whole premium it. beer market. Like yeah. we do special releases that are taproom only and very light distribution around memphis and uh yeah there's more of that beer that gets sold than you would think it's there's people out there that appreciate it yeah man you're making me want to come saturday y'all doing it saturday come on yeah hmm. are you getting seats over nope sold out oh well never mind it's popular oh. i'll get you on the next one we'll get you we <laughs> well my weekends show. are limited so i'm out of town next weekend all right yeah, no, i'll see what i can I like do it, it looks see, cool. i'll come as budget <laughs> batman if it helps yeah, we're going to talk about that. we got to figure out where he's going to show up. I need to know what's going on with budget. Yeah, yeah. So let me tell you. I'll tell you real quick. So a year ago, uh, yeah, right at a year ago, I got a call. So I'm big in this martial arts organization, okay. right? With a guy that's the pre- the the CEO of that organization was the uh, an- lead animator for Batman the Animated Series. So he comes to our comic convention. Super cool dude, Jeffrey Nodelman. I like him a lot. Super talented uh, comic book artist, animator, everything. And for me, it was a big deal because he did Superman and Batman. Anyway, he's the CEO, so they called. He had, when they'd made the name tags for the tournament that year, the big world event that they do, the uh, global championship, uh, he had made his say Bruce Wayne. And so one of the uh, other people I'm familiar with in the organization wanted to play a joke on him and have somebody come dressed as Batman. And during the judges' meeting, show up and be like, you're not Bruce Wayne, you know, I'm Bruce Wayne type thing. Well, I'll do anything. Like, you don't know this yet, but Mm -hmm. I will literally dress up like, like I played Rocky Horror for four years, where I was in gold speedos doing the splits and stuff. Like I don't, I don't care. Anyway, so they knew I didn't care, so they call me. Well, they meant for me to be like a serious Batman, but I'm not a Batman guy. So if you look at my office, I'm a Superman guy, right? Yeah, that's a shrine, Jerry. Yeah, that's you wait. It's office. worse. Yeah. Wait till you get okay. around the other All side. Right. Anyway, so uh, I get to looking it up, and I'm like, uh, we were joking, and I buy this Adam West looking outfit, and it's behind you. And I was like, what about a? I was like. 
I was talking to Josh and I was like, yeah, it's funny. It's not even Batman. It's like I'm Batman on a budget. And I was like, budget Batman. And then I was like, we should use this to market the Covington Comic Con. So I went and did the Taekwondo thing, but then we used it. At, so we went to San so Diego Comic Con. Oh, no, secretly. Uh, we, we don't know really well, who, I guess ba- we, I can't reveal who budget I, Batman is. <laughs> but we do have some Fair YouTube uh, clips and stuff. Josh can probably splice in there that. That yeah, uh, we'll hear you pop up in a second. You'll see Budget Batman, and his arch nemesis is Creepy Panda Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is creepy? He's, he's creepy. Yeah, it kind of just yeah. hangs on him. Anyway, just... so that's where it came from. Now this year we're looking for Dollar Ben Robin. We're trying to get us a Dollar Ben Robin. So if anybody's interested, I need somebody to come up and be Dollar Ben Robin. Uh, I've got some people in the works, but so far nobody's officially said that yes. That sounds really tempting. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I mean, the thighs would, yeah. would look good. Yeah, no, yeah, so, yeah. Before we did it, I didn't have uh, – I always kind of – I shouldn't say I made fun of the cosplayers because we do the Comic-Con, but I enjoyed observing cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Never did the cosplay myself, right? But then when I did it, this is cosplaying, and it's awesome. Like, I love it. I, and then I'm this whole different character. Like, he's, he's real silly and stupid, you know? Okay. And he, he calls everyone citizens. And, you know, t- anyway, it's, it's it's a whole character thing. So now I, I make appearances as Budget okay. Batman. So where, where's my next opportunity to witness uh, Bud, So Budget So Batman. actually, Budget Batman can make appearances at your business as a promotional thing. <laughs> he will show up in person, and people can take pictures with Budget Batman, and we promote the Comic-Con and your business. So... Yeah, That's however, however you want to do it. Or or you can just take the cardboard thing and stand it up there. See, it says take a selfie with Budget Batman, either way. Nah, it's better when you're there. I agree, but, I mean, you, you got know. into it last year. Like, you were using a different voice. or maybe the Oh, it's a, it's like, a whole yeah, other yeah, character. I'm internally yeah. checking my budget right now. I'm like, wait a minute. Can I afford Budget Batman? <laughs> He's free. <laughs> he literally just likes to show up, so it's fine. <laughs> I can't afford Budget look, Batman, then. Look, That's Clark, great, I don't, right? I'm not kidding. We have local businesses literally lined up to have Budget Batman appear at their place because mm-hmm. the kids come and everybody comes, and it's all fun. So it's whatever. We're going to do it. That's we're one of the sponsors yeah. at the convention, so awesome. we're working out the details on that. Yeah. Uh, what, what's terrible is I don't even like Batman, so but it's all good. Maybe he needs to go on the brew bus. I, I think I think oh budget God. Batman <laughs> drinking on a brew bus would be an experience. That would be some good pictures. It'd be like an experience in an experience. I'd have to go experience. on the brew bus that day if that's going on. <laughs> like, that'd be fun. Be Your name's Clark. You could be some form of Superman. There you go. That's, you could go and be Superman. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll we'll pencil that in. We'll figure that out. Right. That would be good in the bus. We could even have, like take a picture where like he's on the top, like he jumped off the bridge onto yeah. the hanging we did, on. So we we did for our company um, Christmas party this year. We did get the ghost tour from Stephen. So we hung at the brewery. We drank. It was open tab, so everybody hit the beer hard for about an hour and a half, and then we got on the ghost tour. Man, bus. I bet that made it fun. It, more the, the more you drink, the more you see. That's our motto. So. <laughs> Quick over there. Well, I'm telling you what. I always knew Stephen. You fit in with us, but I think Clark might too. Cause oh yeah. I don't know if he tells you about this building, the whole paranormal stuff we've no, had in here. I haven't had time. He not, no. So they did a, an investigation here with the, the whole. You, know, you do so many things. He's got a he's got a retail business. He does. He's got these uh, ghost tours. He's got these sort of pub crawl tours. And anyway, I'm lots just of following stuff. your lead, man. I'm just. I, I, respect I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be smart. Yep. Anyway, uh, they came in and did the, the paranormal uh, thing, and you can go back and check our YouTube or whatever. There's some videos of it. On there, and then you got the recorded record recorded that sound that was really loud. Mm-hmm. But we've, uh, excuse me, we've had several experiences here. Usually, this door. Part of the reason I'm propping it open is there's no air in here. But two, this door. Multiple mm-hmm. times we've been on the podcast, and against the spring, the door will open up and then hang tight a second and then close on its own. 
And we've heard footsteps, smell the dude's cologne, like just all kinds of stuff in this building. And specifically, my wife says she sees stuff. Like I said, she's into all that, right? Mm-hmm. She claims it's a dude in overalls, and during the podcast, he comes and stands behind me. That's what she said. She sees it? That's what she says. She says that during the podcast, he comes and stands. Give me creeps thinking about oh it. Oh, my God. And we got a recording of a really loud noise. It sounded like a bookcase or a book or mm-hmm. what it was. It was, uh, I think, in the other room in there. But loud. Just everybody heard mm-hmm. it. We got to capture it. Nobody around. It was just, what, three or four of us. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Well, the, the most At vivid night. one that I had, and I think I told you about this. My wife and I were sitting in my well, – originally, my office wasn't this room. It was the room across the way. And anyway, we were in there one night late working. She was sitting there on her iPad. I was on my computer, quiet places locked up nobody in the building all of a sudden i hear footsteps and it i thought my partner's a big tall guy and he wears these mm-hmm. uh clawed kicking boots right and i thought it was him like i hear a man's boots so when the boots get to the doorway we both we hadn't said anything we heard the boots thought it was my partner brian we both stop and look at the doorway and the door across the way slams shut and there's nobody there and the door just slams and we both look at each other so i get up and run through the place real quick everything's locked nobody's in it and we both go, time to go. We, we just jet. And then the same week, I had books fly off the shelf over there at me while I was at the copier. I had one book kind of come off the shelf, and I was like, oh, it was loose. I looked at it. I turned back around, and I hear another one. And like it came Ghostbuster style? Yes. Oh, it, like, yeah. come Here across at me. Okay. And I didn't believe in any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, this was not like... Oh, yeah, I'm this ghost guy. And this wasn't the bourbon flight identification. Oh, no, night no, no. Or, okay, this this was right. prior to me even being we into the bourbon. Need to know all, all right. the details. I'm right. just, <laughs> still, I'm just <laughs> curious. That's true. That's true. Well, you remember the more you drink, the more you see. We're not cops, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. Though. All we right. We did get to experience that. Well, uh, anyway, there's lots of paranormal stuff everywhere. And, and we were talking about you guys doing some research here. Um, mm-hmm. I even found a local girl that I'm going to put you in contact with that apparently has done a lot of that research on some of the paranormal stuff okay. around here. She's interested maybe in being involved in it yeah. because she's literally from here. I reached out to that other friend of yours that you turned me on to, so we're trying to get that kind of put together. Great, great. We need to just get y'all up to the cellar, and tonight would be great if I didn't have to go to this thing. It would be great. Uh, if y'all are there long enough, if you drink enough of the stuff and hang out, I'll be mm-hmm. back. But I have to go to this this meeting in Ripley yeah, first. Yeah, if not, we'll pencil it in. We'll come Yeah, up. but it would be great to have y'all come back, and we'll feed I'm, you. And I'm I'm pretty free tonight, actually. My uh, Good. my kids are at camp, and my wife went has gone to a conference for her work. So I'm sounds uh, perfect then. So you're getting can, warmed up. I can sit somewhere and chill out. Josh is yeah. running trivia. So yeah, normally I'm running, I'm running the trivia. Normally on okay. Tuesdays <laughs> I do the trivia, right? But Josh is nice enough to handle it for me tonight. Is there a theme for trivia tonight? General G- knowledge. General knowledge. Yeah. Oh, that's my. It's very random. That's me. It's very random. Ooh. I should have put some beer stuff on there. All right. But anyway, uh, that's from like six thirty. Do you do sponsors for your trivia? Night? We do do sponsors, oh, and tonight about? we didn't have one, so the Covington Comic Con is sponsoring it. Okay. So, yes. But next Tuesday, next Tuesday is our last. One. So we do a tournament, right? Okay. And next Tuesday is our last one in this season of the tournament. So it's mm-hmm. the finale. It's usually the one where the most folks are there. Okay. Um, and we'd love to have you sponsor it. And all you got to do is we need four prizes, mm-hmm. and I always say two that aren't shitty. And then uh, one that's like a grand prize. So we, we always just give them four different so prizes. I can, so I, as many as three shitty prizes? Correct. Is that, okay. That is correct. Right, good to know. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah, we're good. We have all the gear covered for that. Nice. Um, nice. Love to do that. That's easy. Um, I have a new sales guy. I'll probably just bring him. Uh, sure. We'll do one of those sponsorships. We'll come out and 
We'll like we'll probably give you like a case of glassware and let you awesome like everybody. Well, you know, beer, if, if it ends up we don't hook up tonight, I don't know right. what you're doing next week, but I'll be there next Tuesday either way. And I'd love for y'all to meet. You can meet James tonight. He would like he'd well, like to, to meet to real know quick, you. but I think maybe to spend more time. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm tight tonight and tomorrow. Okay, uh, but we could do it. Oh, next you're week. tight tonight. Yeah, I'm tight okay. tonight. Okay, no it's all good. So. It's all good. I'm always you know where I am. I'm always here. I'm I always in one you. of these businesses I'll around just hang here. Hang out at the cellar yeah. and take an Uber back to Memphis. It'd be good. Sounds good. Yeah, I think we have like one Uber. So yeah. that's me i'm also the uber (laughs) cool all right well uh why don't you tell them one more time where they can find you guys and find information about you can find us uh the memphisbrewbus.com memphisbrewbus.com and you can learn about the the scheduling is on there on saturdays availability and i'd love to have you come join us on our journey into the craft beer scene here in memphis i'm excited too yep and for the brewery uh crosstownbeer.com is the website and of course social uh we're heavy on instagram and facebook we're pretty easy to find on on those so uh, uh, one last thing clark you may enjoy so blue note you're familiar mm-hmm. with blue note right Very. blue note likes the kicking lawyer because the kicking lawyer did a commercial specifically about blue notes bourbon flight that we did and they even did a marketing campaign because i'm really best at marketing. this is what i'm really good at mm-hmm. is the marketing anyway i did a whole thing where it was uh i, I had a kung fu fight from 20 style with these mobsters in our bar and at the end, I said, nothing comes between me and my Blue Note and drank the Blue Note. And then they made that like a slogan. Right. So, you know, I could always do a Crosstown Brewing uh, Brewery uh, commercial. We work with them. We did a collaboration with uh, with Blue Note Bourbon. So the beer itself, the Boris, was aged in the Blue Note barrels, which is Okay. Cool. That yeah, that is awesome. cool. That so is that cool. The and then a coffee friend that we know in town has a coffee that's made by soaking the coffee beans in blue note bourbon barrels. So Ooh. they sit there for however many months they do. And then they make the coffee out of that. Then we mix that coffee into the beer that was also in the same barrel and made that one big thing. And that was like our special edition of Boris this year. I bet that was uh, a unique one, taste one profile on that. It, it was more unique. Of, it was more unique than anything. I think we've ever really brewed. Like hmm. it was just different. It's really great. There's a little bit left. I'll bring one to you. That's great. Well, that's Next also great use down. of those barrels. Because, right. you know, once they yep. use them on bourbon, you can't reuse them for bourbon anyway. So that that's good. Yeah, um, there's a whole life cycle. If we were to get into some different kind of wild brewing techniques, we might could use those barrels many times over. And we could eat long-term age things while they got sour and mm-hmm. develop these really weird flavor characteristics that are delicious. Mm-hmm. But it takes a minute, right? That's going to set yeah, up. Yeah, and that's, that's like two to three years sometimes from the, from the day you brew it to the day you, you know, mm-hmm. release it mm-hmm. to the public. That's yeah. huh. old world type stuff. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in. It was really nice to meet you. Well, yep. I know Steven. It was really nice to meet yeah, you, Clark. You well. It's always thanks. good to see you too, Steven. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And uh, seriously, if you decide to hang out and he needs to go, even if we don't Uber you, I can get you back to Memphis. <laughs> oh, yeah, <right. laughs> I know a guy. I got a Jag. It'll go pretty quick and get All you right. back there. That might so, be yeah. a fun car ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially at the end, right? right? All right, cool. Well, thank you guys. And thank you guys for watching us. Don't forget, as always, to like, follow, subscribe to the content. We're on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms. Please like, share, all that stuff. I don't do this for money, so I appreciate you helping us out. We're also on uh, TikTok. Josh is going to dance. He doesn't have any pants on in the most recent one, right, That's Josh? Right. That's right. No, no pants. pants. No pants. <laughs> and then we got uh, N.A. The Band. They're so restricting. Uh, N.A. The Band would come play your place. That's my boys' band. They're actually really good. Okay. Anyway, download Inside My Head. Uh, they got really good. They're kind of like Alan Stone music. It's really good. Uh, uh, Michelle Allen's our local Cry Like Realtor. She was our sponsor last week for trivia. We appreciate that. And uh, she was giving away like $130 knives and wine and stuff. She she must be, I wish I should have been a realtor, I, th- I guess. Those are good prizes. 
Hi, Martial Arts in Covington. Been there 30 years. Visit MasonMartialArts.com. We'd be glad to help you or your children or whoever learn to kick and punch, get confidence and all that good stuff. At the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar, we've got something going on every night. Uh, Saturday, Sundays, there's brunch now from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We've got uh, good drinks, good food, lots of good fun. I think there's Dry Age New York Strip this weekend, so check us out. Uh, and then Masonite Digital Marketing. Marketing, Josh, I'm glad to help you with your uh, online brand, your uh, website, email, d- email marketing, uh, video, social media video posts, production. video production, <laughs> porno, whatever you want. Just visit MasoniteMarketing.com. As long as they pay, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and the Covington Comic Con returns to Covington August 12th and 13th. Budget Batman and Creepy Panda Guy and everybody else will be there. It'll be a lot of fun, so we'll see you guys there. Visit CovingtonComicCon.com. You can buy tickets or get a vendor booth. We'll see you then. So, again, I thank my guests. So thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.